0: Welcome to the What I Meant to Say podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and I started these conversations because life doesn't give us do-overs. So this is a space where we get a chance to reflect and tell our story again, with more grace for ourselves, and hopefully make us all better for having listened. This week, I sat down with conscious performance coach, Chris Plord to talk about the authentic path to high performance. After leaving a career climbing the corporate ladder, Chris has spoken and educated executives on the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of wellness and life at companies like Disney and Equinox to help them find deeper meaning on the road of worldly success. Enjoy. There are some great takeaways for every point of the journey in this conversation. Well, I'm here today with Chris Plord, and he is a conscious performance coach, mm. and that caught my eye. Mm. So um, there's just a lot of things just in that job title that align with um, what I believe about um, high performance, and so I was really excited to uh, have this conversation with you today, so thanks for coming.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate yeah, it.
0: So. yeah. so what got you into the um, performance and mm-hmm. performance coaching arena?
1: Well, I, I was always, my whole background, 25 years, is started in the fitness industry. Well, a lot of corporate type of jobs first, because that's what I thought I had to do, and had that old programming of, you know, become a great business-minded you know, entrepreneur, or work for a great company, get good insurance, and you're gonna be happy, right? And so I was always into sports, played college football, wrestling, um, and then endurance athlete as a mountain biker, cyclist, so on and so forth. And being a coach was something I've always done. You know, it was just a part of what I what I did. And when I realized that, wow, I could actually get paid for this. Right. And I did. And I remember taking my very first check and going, this feels really weird because this is something I love. And should I love what I do? Right. (laughs) And and so that's how I got started. You know, the fitness industry, coaching, training, um, uh, being a presenter. I worked for a a lot of different companies, um, certifying instructors um, all around the world. And then eventually it moved from the fitness into performance coaching for all areas of your life so it became that transition of not just how fit can we get physically but let's look at the mental aspects let's look at what drives us the why behind it all and so those same techniques just eventually transferred transferred to business to spirituality to finance to personal relationships with yourself and others and that's how it kind of the short I, version of how I it
0: love began. that because so. all the people that um, as you go through these evolutions in your mm-hmm. life you know how you, you tend to start you get a community around you right, right? That, that those people kind of align with your values and everybody in that community for me we're always talking about it's all connected all connected yeah. you can't hold one thing out over here. It's mm-hmm. not just like my body feels great. If your mind doesn't feel great, if your emotions yep. aren't set right, if you don't have a routine that allows you mm-hmm. to recover as well as push hard. But I love how your story, I can see why you would go in and be able to coach the <laughs> entrepreneurs and the corporate the corporate structures mm-hmm. having been there before. Right. So. Was there something that you learned in that journey when you were on the corporate side of things that helps you go in and talk to companies like Disney and, and Tender Greens and right. places you've been? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just, it's, I think it's the, the bridge language. I grew up, you know, we're in California now, but I grew up on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And really understanding um, how people retain things. You know, we were talking before yeah. before this started, and we were talking about, you know, planting the seed, and yeah. when they're ready to water that seed, whatever that is, they're ready to water when they're ready to take it in. And I think a lot of people that try to talk this holistic approach, they really kind of they're in the ethers and they're talking way too ungrounded. And so people are like, what do you mean? I don't understand. Or you're too woo. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've made it kind of my, uh, you know, one of my tools is how can I speak, meet them where they're at? And, and really speak so that it, it hits their heart and it, they can understand where where they're where I'm coming from and where they're eventually coming from. So there's that 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 emotional understanding of where they're at, not just talking to them. It's 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 asking them the questions so that they can figure it out themselves.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Now, if you were talking to somebody um, who maybe didn't have that awareness, right? Yeah. That, like. They're feeling like maybe we would say on a spiritual level, like ungrounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or are there things that you can help them identify that that, that put words to mm-hmm. how they might be feeling in their day mm-hmm. that your services could, could right. help? Right? Well, I think
1: it's just, you know, it's, it's first of all finding out where they're at. You know, yeah. one of the big questions I ask is, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how full is your cup? And I'm talking all areas of your life right and and i asked this when i was just with um, in mexico with 50 ceos it was you know it, uh, that same question and majority of them even though they are financially all set they they were all averaging about a 5 or 6 wow. right and so the que- the next question i have is if you are only operating at a 5 or 6 on that 1 to 10 level how much does your family get how much does your business get of your full best version of yourself wow right and then it's like <gasps> Oh, wait a second. You mean my kids aren't getting the best version of me? And it like, it's like a knife to the heart. Right? So so then it's like, how do we get your cup fuller in those five areas of your life that we mentioned before? And then we start to kind of just put up either the boundaries or we start to add things in, we start to eliminate things. And you know, over time, we're building new habits, new neuropathways to get them to that place where they're operating at that nine or ten on a regular. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really, it's that question that just is like, yeah, I'm not doing the best version that I could be doing right now.
0: Do you often find in those situations that it's more a combination of of letting go more than... Picking up, yes. Be, when you're dealing with high performers, that's something I've run into a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that concept of like how 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 do you coach that?
1: It's yeah. It's it's first of all, it's your identity is not, and you've probably I know you have mm-hmm. dealt with this. Your identity is not wrapped up. It is not an athlete. Yeah. You know, if you're a football player or volleyball player, it that is not who you are. That's what you get to do and perform at a really high level at it. But there's more to you than just what you physically can do right and when they can understand that aspect and start to separate and go oh i don't need this to be happy right or i'm actually doing this but i'm miserable (laughs) you know i might be at a really high level but i'm not happy
0: yeah so
1: that's the whole point of this is 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 getting them to really focus on themselves on Mm -hmm. their inherent worth Right, yeah. because I know for years as an endurance athlete, I would go through. You know, every day I would suffer. I would make myself suffer because I needed to prove to myself every single day that I was worthy. Yeah. Right. And when I realized, oh my God, I don't have. I remember standing at uh, Xterra triathlon and and dragging my family up to Big Bear and doing this whole crazy, you know, race, and then standing on the the podium going. This feels pretty good, but I'm no happier today than I was yesterday. This, this didn't t- make
0: t- all these hoops.
1: And in that moment, yeah. my relationship with exercise completely shifted. It was like, what are you doing this for? Yeah. And I realized it was worthiness that I was doing it for. Before, now it's about how. Good of a father can I be? How good of a businessman can I be? How good of a, a, a son, a, you know, a brother, a friend, a, you know—that's yeah. that's what exercise gives me now. Is the is is filling up my my spiritual cup, my energy, yes. so I can do the best version of me.
0: Yes, I mean, and that I I think I went through that younger because I was cut from my college volleyball mm-hmm. team with a bad ankle, and. It was then that I realized that that's when I wrestled with this yeah. who am I type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I realized really quickly how much I needed to still exercise. Right. And it, the paradigm shifted, and I've exercised like that since I was 20. Yeah. Because, and I never had any... You know, I've joined master swim teams, I've done yeah. all of that, but it was always for the camaraderie. It was always for the endorphin right. high. Right. Right. I mean, that clarity you get after the workout, yeah. right, when yeah. you go in and you have problems and then you swim hard and you come out and you're like, oh, that looked a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff yep. versus, so I so identify with that. And it's yep. something that I'm really grateful for because I understand working with high performance, but also just the things, the intangibles that we get yep. from it and dealing, like working with parents and athletes often, mm-hmm. I think, gosh, the things that kids are gonna get from sports are not the things that that people mm-hmm. often think, oh, we're doing all this practice, we're doing you know, these lessons and all this, for, say, to go get a scholarship or yes. to get me to college. Now, what if it's just, I learned to pack my bag, right. I learned to remember the right jersey, right. I learned how to support my teammates, right. take care of myself, yeah. you know what I mean? So the younger we can learn these lessons, yeah. And that's why, you know, I, it's, it's interesting to me because you've had the advantage of all this knowledge that you've built over the years. And you have two kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, how having this, this knowledge has helped you with your right. relationships and in your parenting style.
1: It's, it's interesting. It's a great question because, you know, what I've noticed, especially working with so many parents all over Los Angeles, is they'll be like, can you work with my son or my daughter? you know, yeah. they're having a hard time, they're feeling burnt out, and I want them to do this, I want to do that, I want them to go to this college. There's a huge projection of what the parents did not get when they were young, and they're trying to live it vicariously through their kids, which is it's really doing more harm than good, right? And so I've seen that so many times in my career, right? Where it's like, well, is this for you or is it for them? So I'm very mindful of my kids and the way i used to push myself that i don't put that same kind of pressure on them i'm i'm giving them nudges because i'm because sure. they're meeting their resistance and i'm giving them that little push however i'm making sure that i'm not forcing it or putting something that i wanted as a kid onto yeah. them so i'll give you an example my son i remember one time you know he's always loved the water he'd go out in the waves and just kind of float and do his thing for hours so when he was learning how to surf you know I did do that one time I I gave him I was like get back out there you know you came off I know you can do better and I kind of gave him that extra push this was years ago when he was probably like 11 or so and so he had a really rough time of it like he took a couple on the head of the waves he was fine I could see him the whole time but it really kind of spooked him out a little bit and so he stayed out of the water for a good maybe year he I mean he got in but it wasn't like he used to, you could see that fear was yeah. there and I was like oh what did I do yeah. right cut two year a, another year later we got him a surf lesson his confidence is back and now he just made the uh, Manhattan Beach surf team you know he's working yeah. at a surf shop you know so yeah. they all come to it when they come to it but I just realized what my part of that was And I just wanted to, you know, acknowledge that and go, okay, now I'm seeing it with my 10 year old daughter. She's in that same timid, you know, place. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm just gonna hold that space for her to, for her to find the courage and just build up that, do my best to build up her Self-esteem, yeah. You know, my wife and I, and so that she feels confident in herself, and when she's ready to go out in those waves, she's yeah. ready to go in those waves. It's
0: such a fine line, too. It really it's is. Like one, it's super hard to watch a kid struggle. Yeah. It's yeah. super. You, but you know the fulfillment that mm-hmm. can come. From just being a little bit uncomfortable, right. how uncomfortable. That's right. It's like, and every personality is different. Mm-hmm. So it's um, that's one of the things I loved about learning about flow is just mm. that that challenge skills balance. Yes. And and meeting, when we find that challenge skills balance and we get that intersection right, mm-hmm. like it is such a beautiful feeling. It really but is. you really do have to step outside your comfort zone. Right. That's a hard thing to parent. Yeah. It's a really hard thing. Well, it's, just, it's just maybe
1: it's it's also sharing my experiences of the resistance that comes up. You yeah. know, oh, this is this is what I felt going through this aspect of my career, or this was scary for me. You yeah. know, and I'm trying my best to because my parents never did. You know, that emotional like oh, I got sorry. this. You know, yeah. like suck it up, don't show your S- emotions, it's stop. Your you way. know, I was a super sensitive kid, but growing up where I grew up, it was frowned upon. You know, you yeah. you can't cry, you can't do you have to like you know man up so to speak and and that wasn't necessarily the healthiest emotional environment I could have been around and it wasn't until in my 30s where I was like I gotta undo what was done all these years and burn some new neuropathways yeah it's gonna take some effort to do that yeah
0: and it definitely is a generational thing for sure like i and that's one of my favorite i'm really passionate about generational stories Mm -hmm. and like the way that we pass them down because i think there's there's so much wisdom and there's so much good good to take from you know people who have come through such difficult times and they're tough and but that denying of your authentic self at such a cost yeah because there was so much addiction there was so much hidden there was so much shame mm-hmm. and so how do we break through how do we take the tough things the, the toughness and the grit that came from that generation and then mm-hmm. kind of impose what we've learned with yeah. you know letting go of the shame and working through things it, it's,
1: yeah it's it, yeah. you you just said i think you know i have a bunch of my friends are therapists and they all talk about you know the shame and guilt they got one friend who's like he's a anything to do with shame and guilt he's like let's let's talk about this yeah. and you know one of the things he brings up all the time spencer figueroa he he has this thing about if you hold in the shame and the guilt and keep it in the dark it grows in power yeah it grows in power and it overcomes you and it comes out in ways you don't want it to once you give that shame and guilt shame meaning you're messed up guilt meaning i messed up mm-hmm. right like or right i'm a messed up person Versus, i did something wrong once you give that light it starts to go away yeah. but it's a matter of naming it and saying hey this is what i'm feeling right now that and it takes courage to do that yeah so that we don't have to live with that in which so many people put these masks on and layers on and it just and it just you can see it when you feel it when you meet them You're yeah. just like, oh i know i just want to you yeah. <laughs> you know, tell you everything's going to be all right, you know? Yeah. So, but but that's, I think, the important thing is we get to now model that, yeah. right? I think our stories, the things that we have been through, it's our duty, our purpose in life is to share those things. And yeah. if we can share what we went through in those hard times that we had in life, what did we learn? How did we grow? What are the lessons, like I said, yeah. right? what are the gifts that got unleashed on who we are unleashed not not made they were already there they got unleashed because you went through these hard times share those stories you're giving people permission
0: to do that on their own so the story that I was that was coming to me though is when um, I sat down with a friend just as I was going through my divorce and it was actually a a mom a mom friend of one of one of one of Kate's friend's moms Mm -hmm. and um I was I literally was so ashamed. Right. And thought I I thought people weren't going to let their kids come to my house. I was that really? like yeah. grew up just like that was not a thing that was ever going to happen to me. And I sat down with her and I told her what was going on and she was one so unfazed, uh, compassionate, but so unfazed and she said, "You know this is my second marriage, right?" And I was like this light bulb went off like okay one i yeah. had the courage to say be real about what i was going through right and two i got an ex- what i got back was not anything that i yeah. expected yeah and it was so just affirming and like yeah. it's okay yeah everything's gonna be okay and like the weight that lifted and I'm it, sure. whether it's a divorce or a like a financial or a relationship problem whatever it is mm-hmm. when you shine the light on it that's right. It's like, it, it's crazy how it just.
1: It just dampens it. like Yeah. And how many people come out of the woodwork, like yeah. your friend, that just go, I got you. I've seen you. I, yeah. I've been through that. I want, I want you to know that everything's going to be fine. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. That's that's
0: why it's so important to and share. And it's, it's, like, it's just such a much free... I mean, it's a free way to live. Like, it's, the, it's freedom. Right. It's the true definition of freedom. So That's it. Yeah.
1: Like, that's why I do what I do. So yes. people can experience... And I'm sure you too. So people can experience that internal freedom. Yeah.
0: And it doesn't matter what you have. Yep. I mean, we all go through hard things where there's a lot of comparison out mm-hmm. there in society right now. Like, mm-hmm. my hurt's worse than your hurt. Worse than... You know, it's right. like, we're all... It's all relative. It's all relative. Yep. Right? And, and I am I get tired of, of why I've turned a podcast, why I even started a podcast. Mm-hmm. This is like, I, I'm tired of hearing all of the stories on the news. Right. Like, I know there's like a parallel universe going on out there mm-hmm. because that's what my world looks like. But when I turn on the news, I'm like, that's not what the world looks yeah. like. Yeah. And I'm like, so there's just, I'd rather live in this world mm-hmm. than get yeah. to absorb. I know what's going on, but I don't want to... Yeah. And I think when we sink too far into that, we start to believe that stuff and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: So much so. You know, and that's why we stopped watching the news. You know, I checked the news feed a couple times a day to read the stories that are important. But that the the narrative and the context in which it gets delivered, it's toxicity for the for the body. You know, not to mention what we talk, what we put in our mouths. This is what we listen to and we hear and we read. Yeah. right so it's really important to choose how you're going to get your information so it doesn't become this all consuming you know ner- nervous system like overload is. which you were talking about yes. earlier right yeah. when people are going cuz a lot of people can feel so many different things that are going on in the world and it's like why do I feel like this all the time yeah. it's because of what you're getting fed yeah and when you can shut that off and go okay what doesn't mean you can't uh, be an advocate for what's happening in the world right. today there's a lot of scary things happening sure. how we choose to hear it and listen to it and your stand on mm-hmm. it is is up to you yeah. it is up to us yeah. you know and that's a choice so yeah. shutting that off I think is especially the way it's delivered I think it's yeah. really really important
0: yeah it's definitely something that's been weighing on me and it actually what it, it helps me It brings me around, we were talking about Brian McKenzie, Mm -hmm. right, so from XBT, we both have some experience with XBT, and then I met Brian there, and that was my first experience with breath work, Mm -hmm. and it was such a game changer for me, because working with nervous systems, parenting, Mm -hmm. um, my fourth is on the autism spectrum, and like, realizing what I learned from Brian helped him, but it, it... it really made me realize that everybody's nervous system is just looking to be balanced and yeah. regulated. Right. Yep, exactly. And our biology becomes our psychology. Mm-hmm. And that's like when he, over the years, as I followed his stuff and worked with um, Emily Hightower, who also works with him at, at shift biology, becoming your psychology just right. fascinated me. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you work with, you do a lot of breath work and meditation mm-hmm. and your coaching. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about,
1: yeah. So when I first took breath work, I think seven, eight years ago, um, I was working at a place in Santa Monica teaching meditation. And I was like, oh, breath work, I'm going to try this out. And I got off the floor and I was like, I have to teach this. Yeah. There, th- this is the game changer of all game changers. I mean, Because so many people get different things. What I felt in that moment was a deep connection to not only myself, but what everything around me. Um, I felt 10 pounds lighter, you know, yeah. I felt as though everything was fine. There was yeah. this internal freedom within me. You know, there was a, a way of just being that I was like, I want to feel like this all the time. My nervous system was reset. I, you know, so, so I embarked on a, you know, year long certification with my mm-hmm. teacher, David Elliott, who comes from a more spiritual um, aspect. But The thing I love about Brian is he totally brings the science into it. So it's not just this woo-woo, hey, here's what you're going to have. Because some people are going to have extremely physical experiences. Some people are going to have metaphysical. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to go into psychedelic experiences. Some people are going to have just really awful resistance and try to fight this whole thing the whole time, right? People are going to burst into tears or laughter or whatever the case may be. But this is where I think you're really going to meet yourself. Right Where you get to see your soul, where you get to peel those layers back and you get to take those masks off and go, this is who I am. And the more we do that and the more we connect, the the clearer we get. The clearer we get to kind of see those messages and and notice your path. And what is that freedom that we get to feel every single day? And I think the things that surface, those hard emotions that come up, when we get to realize those are part of who we are, and we have the courage to actually feel the feels within those experiences, that's when I think the shifts really start to happen. So it's been a a huge part of my coaching and I love teaching it to groups and going on retreats and teaching it. It's not that I teach it, I guide it. You know, they have their own experiences. I just provide the space for them to feel hopefully safe so that they can have that powerful experience.
0: Well and so many people don't know that it's it's such a powerful tool with anxiety mm-hmm. and overwhelm and so many of the things that are we feel from just the 24/7 of today's society.
1: That's right.
0: And you know, we're so quick the pharmaceutical route and I'm if you need it, you know, western medicine is out right. there, but I'm such a believer in these things that we mm-hmm. actually have within ourselves to yeah bring us down. like right. we are our own best advocate, our best mm-hmm. doctor. Like then we know where to go and seek. That's so if we right. we don't know these tools if we're if they're not readily available if we don't know about them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have so much respect for, you know it's it's yeah. to to go out and spread that message is I just think it's so healing because when you look at the opioid epidemic, when you look at the things that are hitting this country, yeah. it's like sometimes it's just dial it back and right. look at how simple some, even though it feels. Hard, like yeah. I know one of the things because I'm my my vice or my default when I'm having a bad time is is overwhelm. Like mm-hmm. I will, okay, if I'm you know perfectionism and overwhelm, those right. two things. Like if I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh look at all of these healthy things I need to be doing. I should be doing all of them in one day, right? Right. right. And then right. I'm like, oh, I didn't do number eight, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's I-?
1: that shame <laughs>
0: like,
1: <laughs> right? So
0: over <laughs> the time that I've been educating myself mm-hmm. and working through this, I'm like, no. You figure out what works for you. Out of all these things you get exposed to, you might pick two things. Right. But they can be such game changers. Right. Right?
1: And it takes time, you know? Yeah. Like, Like, use them, but don't, you know, like, I know there's so many... OCD as myself, okay. I'm going to, like you, I yep. was just like you, I'm going to do all of these things, and it's going to go A, <laughs> yes. B, C, D, E, and then everything's going to be fine. Like, yeah. I, have, I have so many people calling me up intermittent fasting right now, i oh, they're looking yeah. for the, the rules and regulations yeah. between that, and, <laughs> da, 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 like and da, like, okay, <laughs> listen to this podcast from Huberman first, yeah, right? And then gosh, he's just like, famous. don't be so tight and rigid with it, yeah. you know? It's it's like we're meant to live our lives yeah. Not to be run by all these tools that come to us and go. Okay, why, what is this tool? How can I my life in this moment use this tool the best? Yeah. Right, and it's yeah. and that's where that internal clock is. It's mm-hmm. or that 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 voice. When you yeah. get to hear the whispers, right? That's what we we should do. Not going. What are you doing? No, nobody has nobody in the world has lived a life like you. Yeah, you're writing your own book, your own chapters. And and just know that like don't stop comparing and what other people are doing. It's it's connect to you and what drives you forward. And I think once people get that, it's like ah, there's a sense of relief because they've been always driving and competing and
0: comparing. And it's like it's so true. And that that elusive balance, that mm-hmm. concept that like especially dealing with high performance life and busy life, right. like everyone's like oh, I'm out of balance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like okay, there's no. I'm kind of convinced there's presence, there's not balance. Right, right, right. I right. Mean, yeah. And learning, the more we can learn to stay present, mm-hmm. as it comes, you're like, okay, now I've got that. I'm yeah. just, and I always say, I'm like, do the next right thing. Because that's my, in my head, mm-hmm. and for overwhelm, that's my little, for, just do the next right thing. Like, yeah. One thing at
1: a time. Overwhelm overload, right? Yeah. If You know, as athletes, if we're not overloading, we're not getting better. Well, the overload is like, okay, can you come to terms with you're overloading the body? Yeah. To what degree? You know, we don't want to go more than 10% each time. But if we're overloading the body on a regular basis, eventually what's going to happen is you're going to adapt, right? Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. in life. We're overloading and you just get used to going, oh, should I or shouldn't I be here? Trust yeah. that that's the case. Is this going to injure me? Yeah back off of it is it just breaking you down to make you stronger great lean into that a little bit more right and, yeah. and i think that's the same philosophy with getting fit as we do in life and, and and looking at how we grow in our personal relationships how we grow in our finances in our professional careers right all of that is the same thing yeah. it's just a matter of understanding how it fits within yourself and yeah. once we can embrace that and go yes this is, this, this is how we burn new neuropathways. This is how we get fitter. This is how we we, we get closer in our relationships. Yep. It's scary, and but... It, it is,
0: but what to me what you're describing is that concept of how you take a high-performance lifestyle and decouple it from mm-hmm. your sense of self-worth. Right? right. Right. Because as long as that high-performance lifestyle is tied to your worth... Mm-hmm. It leads to burnout,
1: hundred percent of the time,
0: right? And it's like only when you let go of that, yep. can you start going. Oh, why? Why? Why does work feel this way? Mm-hmm. And I actually said that walking out of here last night, and I was like, I've never had this before. Mm. Where I'm like, I could do this. I don't like it's. I mean, sure, there are stressful moments, sure, it, but you yeah. know. And then hearing you say that, it, it, am I really getting paid for this? Yeah, right. Yeah, it, that's right. It's it's a. But it has to be, I just don't think, I think there's so many people walking around, we're all trying to prove ourselves. We're, everyone's, and it's it's exhausting. Prove, that's right. 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 And it, and until you can get off that train yeah. and go, I, I, you know, I know my, go on the journey of knowing yourself and then figuring out what it is you right. were here to do. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this chat as much as I am. For more inspiring conversations, go to bebetterwithwendyjones.com.
1: You know we were all born unconditionally loved by our parents we didn't have to do anything our souls came in here and we were just like how, how do you love someone as much as you do you have four kids i have two yeah. kids and they didn't have to do anything
0: yeah
1: when did that change where now we, all of a sudden we get conditioned in the world and we're like now we have to do 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 in order to be loved Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, the conditions or the the projections of what our leaders, guides, parents, uncles, aunts, they were all doing the best job with the tools that they had. Right. And that's right. that's a, that's a freedom when you Absolutely. look at it like that. Yeah. You did the best job, dad, mom, mm-hmm. with the tools that you've had. Right. Now we get to say, okay, maybe my idea of happiness working in a corporation wasn't actually my idea that was their idea yeah. and my pleasing way wanted to do right by them mm-hmm. yeah. right mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up under their roof in the right. catholic and, religion and mm-hmm. all this and all that yeah. now it's like okay wait but this isn't working anymore yeah i'm really not happy
0: yeah
1: but you know what would make me happy you know it's exciting and you know it's kind of scary at the same time yeah. is this right yeah. and then we get to kind of follow
0: that right
1: and create. and how
0: was that journey with your parents like when you went that you sound like you're describing something. oh my
1: god like are you kidding Did like they? they didn't when i when i went into the fitness industry right because i i worked for all these major companies xerox and enterprise rent a car and yeah. disney the and, safe route yeah, you know yeah. and, and they were like oh my resume was like you're good you're gonna be set and then when i decided to work in the fitness industry Right, and then it wasn't until when they really got it. It wasn't until years in mm-hmm. when I started traveling. They're like, "Oh, you're going to China, or you're going to, the, the, you know, oh, you're presenting there, or or I'm training. A, unfortunately, you're training what celebrity or what? yeah, uh-huh. you know, that's when the light bulb started going off yeah. for them. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it wasn't until that that I showed a level of Kind of pseudo like success yeah. Yeah. that they were finally embracing it. Until then, it was just like, "Are you sure? No, I don't know about this." Mm-hmm. You know, but it's their same their same way of of self look self. When I told my mom, I think this mentality for a minute. When I told my mom years ago that I, I went to therapy, mm-hmm. she started crying. Mm-hmm. She, goes, <laughs> she goes, "What did I do wrong? Yeah. What did right. I do wrong?" Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. was her first. But it's the same. Same thing of you should be going this route because I believe that everything is going to be fine and the world needs to see you as this perfect person making X amount of dollars, living in a house a couple blocks from us Uh with X amount of grandkids, right? But it wasn't until I was like, no, I'm not coming back from California. I'm not going back to Boston. I'm staying here because I'm happy here. Now I have a wife and kids Mm -hmm. and a career that I love. And when she realized it's like, this isn't about... Her, I still love her. I still yeah. love him. It's just being true to myself, yeah. which is what we, what I am here to do,
0: yeah. right? Yeah.
1: And 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 putting those loving boundaries up, and going, this is my path.
0: Yeah.
1: And then not seeing Can it. Can you again.
0: imagine if, <laughs> like, that's like my vision for like if the world could just be mm-hmm. something that right. people would just not like have the courage to not yeah. go. To not conform, but yeah. like, and there's a my one of my favorite quotes is from the Matthew McConaughey book. Have you read great? Uh, I listened to it, okay. it's it was, great, I it's love, a great I love listening because, because he's so animated, so yeah, yeah. Um, but it's conservative early, liberal late, mm, and yeah. it's like, man, if you get those values, if you know, and that's something I'm grateful yeah. for in from my childhood is like, totally. if you really get those values that you kind of set your feet right, and you know, you got to get up and work hard, and you know, you know, what you're capable right. of but then letting it like that's what gives you that leeway to go out and take chances and do something different have the courage to to follow your own path and that yeah that this those few words i was like oh that's like one of those boiled down wisdoms i was like oh i love that i love that yeah
1: it's 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 giving people permission to fail (laughs) yeah right like i remember i said this in one of my classes one time and i I had like eight lawyers in the class at the time. It was like sixty people, and I was like, "Give yourself permission to fail today. Like, come up short. I'm asking you to reach this this goal. It was in a cycling class, and you're. It's okay to fail. I, actually, I want you to fail, yeah, right? And and life. and one of, and one of the lawyers came up after class. She was, nobody's ever told me that before. Wow. Like, here's the thing. Without failure. There is no success. People think of their polar opposites. They actually run parallel to each other. When, you, when you're learning to ride a bike, how many times do you fall? When you're learning to surf, how many times do you get off before you catch that wave? Skiing, boarding, whatever. You wanna take that aspect, but you're going through it, you're bearing your scars, you're taking your falls, but you're getting up and you're looking, okay, how, what's the next thing? Yeah. Where is it I'm going? How do I adapt to the next situation? yeah right but the thing is you've got to get up right it's the arena yeah right the whole theodore roosevelt quote yeah. or a speech that you're in the arena yeah. be in the arena not in the stands watching yeah take your scars get bloodied get bumped
0: yeah and
1: go to the grave you know not pristine and perfect but going like wow
0: yeah it was a
1: ride and totally. i'm proud of what i did
0: yeah right? so true so true that's reminding me of the first time i drove um i drove my youngest to swim practice mm. and I was going down at that El Segundo brand new pool. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. I swam. It reopened by the way. Oh good. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. I've seen some yeah. videos. I know I need, to, uh-huh. I need to hit that. Um, but I remember time. I was like, Matthew, it's going to hurt. Like mm-hmm. you're going to get really tired. So yeah. It's, it's going to hurt and it's okay. Like just get to the end of the pool. If you need to take a break, take a break, yep. but it is going to hurt and you're not going to die. That's right. Like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> because no one ever told me that in swimming in of all things, yeah. like that's one of those that I was like, oh my gosh, my lungs are on fire. Like, yeah. am I okay? But it's, it's true. It's like the, that's right. the good stuff hurts. That's right.
1: That's right. I tell everybody in breath work before I start the class, I go, I've never lost anybody in breath work. Yeah. Ever. Because, because you're going to feel as though you might want to get lost uh-huh. or you're going to go somewhere, but that's the emotion. That's the physical but that comes in the back of the emotional pain,
0: Yeah.
1: right? And that's right. the thing that hurts the most is what is it? The ultimate thing we fear is death. That's what it all comes down to. If we're gonna really get to the bottom of what you're feeling, it's like, we're gonna die. Yeah. Okay, we're all gonna do that. Yeah. So what if you could embrace that and go, okay, but I wanna live right now. Yeah. And then get through this and understand this is part of our growth. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's, I mean, not to get super political or anything, but that's been part of my fear coming out of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Is like, how do we care for people? But also, like, I don't want to walk around scared. No. Like, I kind of just refuse to. That's right. You know? And I mean, there's so many things, and that's why I love health coaching and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, mind, body, spirit, and aligning those things, because I feel like that is really one of the tools we have to... Have the strongest immune system that we possibly can.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: it's not about popping a pill or taking a shot or like. There's so much more involved. That's right. That's why I love these conversations, this line Mm -hmm. of work because I think it's it's just so powerful right now. Right,
1: and and that's you know how do we take care of our bodies? Mm -hmm. Like my wife's an herbalist, clinical herbalist, right? So the whole thing was, and, and she was just going, oh my God, my teachers are getting pulled off of social media for te- teaching people how to keep their bodies safe, you know, not to, yeah. not to wait until the, the the vaccine comes out, you know, if right. you did it, oh, you had to so do it, many. you know, that's fine. But how do we really look at how can we maximize our health? You know, 75% of the people in the hospital were, were I think more than that, were obese, right? Yeah. That, that from, from... Yeah this unfortunately and you know they had one of the five major health risks Mm -hmm. that that put them there what if we could really look at it and go well let's put the effort into how healthy can we be right now
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right what are the things we need to keep topped off in our bodies right let's look at that yeah and if we can do that we're going to be again not only just feeling good but energetically moving towards what we want in life as opposed to running away from what we don't want Mm -hmm. and unfortunately when you meet those people in fear they're running away from and making decisions on what they don't want in life every single day I want my clients and my people in my community to say this is where I'm going that's the next mountain I'm heading towards I might not know the exact path but let's ascend. Yeah. Let's just start ascending and see what own yeah. unique path that totally. is going to come and unveil itself for me in the just right times and yeah. just right ways.
0: And the so. energy, even the energy that a little bit of fear or reframing fear like I like into curiosity but that the energy that gives you versus right. like trudging along. Yeah. I, I don't want to go over there but every day looks the same. Every yeah. day, you know, people get, they get in a rut. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, you have to have that that ability to, to to imagine and dream and press right. forward even when you don't know that's right. exactly how it's gonna go that's right. and that's
1: the entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. for sure and, and you know and we all i've felt that yeah we still do over the past couple of years it doesn't mean there hasn't been fear present it doesn't mean there hasn't been some sort of stuckness you know it yeah. hasn't been like oh my god like i i used to be in front of 400 people a week yeah. and then it went to like this camera you know and which is which is this is my first podcast in live which is awesome you know so everything has been on Zoom I mean since before the pandemic and now it's 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 like I'm so filled up because we get to like connect with people again I get to teach live classes again that's just who I am I know I know some people love the the camera you Uh know and they want to stay in their their rooms the whole time but that's not what I was designed to do I need to be in a room Working with people and
0: that's that. I know that about me. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I, I'm definitely the introvert that loves yeah. people, and then I know I, I go. Oh, you got to go truth, refill and up and afterwards, I, yeah, right? I kinda, yeah. I bounce back and forth, but. <laughs> yeah. <It's> so, <laughs> so um, as far as where people can find you, like, what are your favorite things? To, favorite places to present, like, mm-hmm. big classes, small classes, right?
1: Well, um, I teach. I'm teaching online, but I'm also doing hybrid classes up in Santa Monica. Okay. A breathwork class Thursdays at noon at a place called Unplug. Um, You can find me, you know, on my website. I do corporate and groups and organizations. So have, you know, people have me come in and either create their retreat or run a part of their retreat or whatever the case may be. I really want to kind of take the needs of of what it is. They're really looking the messages and the results they want Mm -hmm. and try to form something around around that, you know. And then, of course, I do one-on-ones. So, you know, people looking for you know six months a year or if they're just looking for a session to do a coaching breath work mm-hmm. energy session you know there's that
0: too yeah so. and it's, everything is so related so mm-hmm. it's, it's it's great to be able to meet people where they are like yeah. you said and, and and form something around that because all of these tools work yeah they yeah. they all work and like i said people will figure out what works for them That's right but the exposure that they get from some uh, even one talk or one class and then see where it goes from there it's an insight like you, said, you planted the seed so. that's right
1: it's up to them to water i'm not doing it for them yeah you know you're not doing it for them it's like when they're ready to hear it to yeah. see it upon themselves and see the power they really have yeah. and meet that with courage and go okay this is what i'm i'm willing to change right now i'm ready to step into my power when they get that and they have that ability to do it in an instant that's that's when the life starts to come back inside yeah and, start and
0: it can be at any age
1: don't you any believe age that? but th- there's times when you were at your peak in your 20s 30s and then you had a drop maybe midlife and now it's like finding it again but it's it's not climbing the mountains you used to climb it's mm-hmm. climbing a whole new mountain you know i remember yeah. my grandfather you know, you know he he passed years ago, but he was just like, I just want to get back to that mountain that I was once on. You know, when his health was declining, and it was like, no, but Grandpa, you you have a whole new mountain that you've never climbed before that you get to climb with yeah. whole different rules and regulations, and you get to step into that now, and stop looking at what you used to do. What is in front of you
0: now? Yeah, you know, that's and a good one for. So. It's a good one for aging athletes. <laughs> it's a good one for right. entrepreneurs. Like everything. Yeah. It's always it's always another lesson to learn. That's so, right. Yeah. Um, the last question that I just love to ask mm-hmm. is if you um, could give advice to your younger self. Mm. You know, yeah. what would that one or two little pieces of advice? Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: you know, it, it, my younger, younger self would be like just fall in love with the journey of becoming your greatest self. You know, it's not about the destination. You know, I used to hit goal after goal after goal, and, and not really sharing the wins as much, and mm-hmm. go, "Okay, look at you just did." And I would say, okay, move on. What's next? And not being able to really take in that energy of of being proud of yourself. You know, being grateful for who who we are, who I am, and if I can tell them, you know, just slow down a little bit and just wow. take in these moments. Cause
0: they're going to go by in a heartbeat. I know. I always tell my kids yeah. it's um, the first 21 years seems to take forever. And then the, the 20 after that are like five minutes long. That's right. <laughs> so. I, I, I can't believe my kids yeah. are as old as yeah. they are right now. I then. know. So, yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, thank you so much for doing this thank today. Thank you. And I hope we can connect again. We're local. So Set. now right we, here. we got a new connection. Let's go surfing. Yeah, yeah. We're good. For sure. So. All, right. All right.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us for the, what I meant to say podcast. For more real conversations like this one, come on over to the Be Better community at www.bebetterwithwindyjones.com, a place for athletes and parents to grow and find meaning behind what we do every day so that we can be strong on our own and better together.